Chase here. As I'm sure you'll quickly realize uh, throughout the episode, this was recorded in late October. I think it was right before Halloween. And it's taken me a while to edit, so I apologize for that. Um, as you can tell, also, Pretty Fort has been a little bit sparse with the content as of late. Uh, I'm going to chalk it up to the election blues, as I've been calling it. Um, a very stressful November it has been, indeed. But I'm glad to finally get this episode out. We had uh, my dear friend Adam Callanan on, and uh, he's such a lovely presence, and we we had a great time just sort of discussing uh, some of our favorite memories from the Vaudeville Muse with him, and so it felt really special to, uh, you know, to have that opportunity, and I'm glad we did it. But yeah, we're gonna get back on the normal schedule here soon. We got a lot of stuff going on, uh, a lot of big ideas, but, you know, it has been a November. Woo! <laughs> we're almost on the other side, maybe, I don't know. Write, write letters to Kim Reynolds, okay? That's gonna be my, that's gonna be my preaching for today. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I just want to say I appreciate everyone who listens and uh, all the music homies in the Des Moines area. Thank you so much for helping me through this time. Enjoy the episode. Don't you dare, dude. Let me do it again. And welcome back to episode 61 of Pretty Fort Weekly. My name is Chase White, so I'll be your host from the Pink Room of Greenwood Sound, and I'm joined as always by my dear friend, co-host, colleague, contributor to City View, Consequence of Sound, and iHeartRadio, Parker Reed. Oh gosh, Chase. Uh, spooky season's come to an end, and it's not right. And who better to have with us in the studio during spooky season other than the spooky man himself? Adam in the parking lot, a.k.a. Fake Fan Adam, a.k.a. Adam Callanan. I guess I have three names. Why am I? I'm, I'm spooky? <laughs> I don't know. I just think you're I kind mean, of I, a Halloween boy. Remember when we went? I don't disagree. <gasps> I just, what? Dude, I just thought of something. So we're talking, spoiler alert, today's episode, we're talking about the Vaudeville Muse. And I just, right off the bat, had a memory about the Vaudeville Muse where we went to, oh man. It was on Halloween. What's that guy's name? Harmar Superstar. Harmar Superstar. And you dressed up as a penguin from Gotham, and he thought you were Brandon <laughs> Flowers. And he's like, are you Brandon Flowers? And you just went, yeah. <laughs> I did look like Brandon Flowers. I, I just went with it. Yeah. I mean, why not? When Harmar Superstar tells you you look like Brandon Flowers, you, you, you take say? it. You got to yeah. take it. So, yeah, we are joined um, by uh, the legendary Adam himself. Um, you know how, like, in Jackass, there's that guy named Rob himself? Of course. Yeah. I've never seen Jackass, actually. I just saw Borat, which I found it is like a like spiritual successor. Not successor. Inspired by the concept of Jackass. It's it's in the realm of Jackass, for sure. Well, it seems like Jackass led to Borat, and Borat led to Nathan For You. Mm, just pranking people in public type of situations. Yeah. Mm. See... To me, Jackass is a series deserving of a Criterion Collection release. I think it's pure art. I think it's one of the more um, you powerful. Know, you know I'm on your side yeah. with this one. Yeah. This is something that PR and I can actually agree about. We did open up for today's podcast, spending about 30 to 45 minutes 
I'll be honest. I mean, I was on the stand just getting roasted left and right by PR and Adam. For yeah, we were the ones doing the doing the bullying. You guys that's, were, that's what happened. You guys were relentless <laughs> in uh, calling me out for my dislike of Ocarina of Time. Mind? And my underwhelming emotions about Banjo-Kazooie and Smash. It's a big deal. My indifference toward the anime art style in regards to other cartoon art styles. I'm not Nobody saying I don't even like it. said anything about anime. You went into a whole thing about anime. P-R- I did say PR definitely brought up anime. Well, no, you did, but you didn't like say anything against anime. You just said yeah. that. Yeah. He yeah. put it. He put the words in my mouth though. He's over there. Jake doesn't like this. All right, let's skip that though. Today we're talking. Hey, today we're pouring. Hey, hey, today we're pouring one out. Chase, you got the carpet wet. <laughs> the realism. Oh no! What's the podcast? We can just like say stuff's happening. Oh, there's a ghost because it's Halloween. Oh! <gasps> Is this our Halloween special? Yeah, because it's fucking dead. Oh, the ghost of the muse is with us. Dale walks into the room. What, hey, ki- <laughs> what kind of ghost do you think it is? Is it like a sheet ghost, like a Scooby Doo, like the the vaudeville muse? Yeah. If the muse it's was Scooby Dooey, or do we think it's like mm. Insidious or like Conjuring esque? Like, what do we think? No. Okay. Scooby Dooey. Scooby Dooey. It or maybe Scooby it's the Dewey ghost the from um, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Scooby Dewey Lewis in the news is what I meant to say. Yeah. Uh, Beetlejuice. Yeah, like uh, we talking Michael Keaton. I can't remember. I'm bad with with the crazy names. hair. No, I'm talking the ghosts in Beetlejuice, the main two characters. I'm gonna be honest with you, real quick. I only saw Beetlejuice once when I was a kid. I don't remember anything about it. I only saw it once a month ago because I was like, I've never seen Beetlejuice. It's mm. on YouTube for like four bucks. I'll see Beetlejuice. Mm. What about that giant lanky white ghost from Poltergeist that like comes out of the closet? I've never seen Poltergeist either. I've only seen it as a kid. It's like uh, Beetlejuice with for- Poltergeist <laughs> yeah, for me. So what is it with PR then? What have you only seen as a kid once? I've watched a few of those recently. Something like The Goonies. Um, oh, dude. Yeah. Does the Goonies hold up? Oh, oh yeah. my god. The oh, yeah. Goonies is the Goonies is S rank, man. I'm sorry. I assumed I assumed it The did. Goonies and is God tier. You can, there's so many things we can just like tell like it's a good formula. There should have been more movies, not sequels to Goonies, but just like some kids get into trouble and goes to like an Indiana Jones thing. Like it's just a formula that there's no way to like make that bad. And I watched a movie this month, The Lost Boys, which is kind of in that genre, not a kids movie, but That's dude, one I've meant to watch. Same before. vibe. It's Go- Corey Feldman's in it, Corey Hyams in it. Is Hyam in uh, Goonies? Mm, no, I don't think so. But Feldman's in it. And, um, <laughs> dude, it's like Goonies, but with vampires. It's sick. That's tight, man. That's very tight. So, yeah, we're talking about vampires today. We're talking about ghosts. No, we're talking about the vaudeville muse. F. And, uh, yeah, we were gathered here today to just share some, some memories, you know, to eulogize, to hang out. And, uh, you know, I thought... Who better to have on the podcast than Adam, somebody I met at the Vaudeville Muse. We did. We would not be sitting here in this room if not for this venue. And I think we were at a Gloom Balloon show. We were. And, you know, RIP. Um, but <laughs> what? Gloom? PR, how do you want to do this? Do you have Do you have some to rattle off or were you going to freestyle? Because no. I've gotten stuff written down. I don't have it written down. Did we all? I was told three memories, three Specific evenings. Yeah, you're only allowed have to have three, three memories, yeah. man. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like remember that famous scene from Inside Out when they have to manage what memories Riley gets to keep? Dude, what a tense 
what an unnecessarily tense child's children's movie. Dude, love that for it's, it's great. Yeah. But Pixar is like too much sometimes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I remember crying in the theater at Inside Out being like, I fucking love my parents, man. <laughs> okay. So we're just rattling off a couple of um you know, well because it's the kind of venue where you know it's you can't really like explain because if, if if someone just walks in before they're you know not anymore but they'd be like this is a shithole you gotta ex- <laughs> you can't like boil it down to any one thing right it's just it's like more of an overarching thing right like the series of things that happened there yeah. over its nearly two decade history and just for more context we do have a way more professional take on this. If you search Pretty Four Interviews on a podcast app of your choice, including Spotify, because uh, we went down there after the venue regrettably closed and interviewed Amadeo Rossi on site. It was very cool. And, you know, we made a little tribute thing on prettyfort.com that you can go check out. But we mentioned in that podcast that we, uh, since we were sort of being kind of biographical, we didn't get to just ramble on about stuff that we personally liked about the Vaudeville Muse. And thus, this is the venue for that. So, boys, I'm going to open it up with a story. Imagine a young high school PR and Chase. Just two sprightly boys ready to make some noise. No mustache. You can't see it, but there's actually, like, in real life, like, one of the little thought bubbles coming off of Chase. We can actually see it here. Yeah. yeah. It's a shame you can't get to, like, record it. You, you hear, be so cool. You hear, like, the... <laughs> if only we had an LED screen behind Chase on the wall. Like, the, Mand- like the way they shoot the Mandalorian. Sure. Big LED walls. I'm in full Mandalorian. Is that what they do? Yeah, that's one of the cool thing, cool techniques that that show is pioneering. Is instead of green screen using digital, like all those backgrounds, they're not green screen. It's just he's on a digital soundstage, LED soundstage. Yeah. Anyway, let's talk about. (laughs) We've have John Favreau here with us today to talk about his movie (laughs) Chef. (laughs) Um, No, I. uh, The first thing, PR. When I when I set out to think through my favorite memories of the vaudeville muse, the first thing I thought about, of course, I had to go back to our days in the legendary West Des Moines ska punk high school band, Ilway. Of course, and uh, and I was like, which you know, which show do we bring up? Right. There were so many that were so much fun, just packing out the muse with Valley High School kids being rowdy, and uh, you know, so many fun bands we got to open up for, you know, different little things here and there that made a show stand out over another one, but perhaps none were as memeable as the night that, the fateful night that we were asked to open up for a band that I don't know if I should name. I don't know if they would like to be named, but a band from Dowling High School, Dowling Catholic High School, and uh, a great, I will say a great band. As somebody that did not grow around here, I have no clue what's happening right now. So, (laughs) so take, take just like, yeah, I mean, you know, you're in high school and, uh, you know, there's the rival private school. Private school is Dowling for Valley. So Gosh, these are like the in Arthur when there's the kids that are in the other classroom that they always see. This is them. This is more like you know. Well, I mean, it was a Catholic high school, so I guess I I, I don't know much about my. For example, my dad he went to Dowling for a little bit, but then uh, he decided to quit and go or to leave and go to Roosevelt because the gym teacher choked him one time in the lunchroom. <laughs> Whoa. What? So it's a private school, man. <laughs> you know, <we're- laughs> as we can conclude from that. I- I'm glad I got that because now I have a I have a picture of what Dowling is. There, it's a different breed of kids, but you know, a lot of Valley kids are in friends group 
friend groups with kids that go to Dowling um, just because people go to the same churches, stuff like, like that. Yeah, so it's a couple miles apart, too, yeah, yeah. physically. I, just, I got a jersey a bit ago at like a thrift store um, and like cut it up and changed it a bit. But And I like wore it around and people were like, because it was Dowling. <gasps> I, I saw the name Dowling Dude. on it and that didn't register as anything for me. Yeah. But if I wear it around, anybody that knows what Dowling is, they're like, ugh. Yeah, I can totally right. see how you could see that in a thrift store. It has a super classic vibe, Dowling does. And, um, I mean, good school, like, but people would maybe roll their eyes. Just get, I mean, in the same way that people would, uh, from Des Moines would roll their eyes at Valley. Right. Because Valley is, I mean, it's called Valley, you know what I mean? Like the term like Valley girl, Valley boy, right? you know, uh, which is not pertaining to West Des Moines, but is in fact accurate in describing kids that went to Valley high school, which now would be applied to Waukee. You know, we get to make fun of the further West school, but we opened up for this band from Dowling and they were really good. And somebody in our band had the bright idea of getting a hold of six Dowling Catholic high school uniforms because it was a school in which you had to wear uniforms, uh, maroon polos with a little patch and khakis. And so we show up the the muse and we, uh, you know, we're like, hey, what's up? And we didn't wear these because we knew we would, like, start causing trouble if we showed up in the outfits. So we had them in backpacks. <laughs> and, like, immediately it's, like, getting a little bit tense because, like, there's a lot of dowling parents there and stuff. And <laughs> I remember being in the green room. And, like, we start, like, getting in the outfits because uh, we were playing first. And, I, dude, Jaden, the singer in Ilway was having a melt he was like we cannot do this he's like it's too mean dude it's too mean we're making fun of that and i'm like dude this is so fun it's fun we're the rival high school we're wearing their uniforms for punk rock band like what it's not and looking back was it in bad faith maybe a little bit considering our basis <laughs> we didn't like write anything on it no it wasn't we didn't spell out fuck you like on no. the shirts or anything but why didn't you our, <laughs> we weren't punk enough then our bassist did dress up as a priest. Right. He walked out on stage. This is just sounding solid. I don't he I walked, don't see the issue here. Dude, you gotta imagine the forty five year old dad's like going trying to not to beat us up in the parking lot for doing this. Like he walked out on stage <laughs> with a big cross around his neck and then we walked out the I, I don't I I, I think uh I wasn't playing the first couple songs i was still in the green room but you guys walked out wearing full dally and at this point the band i keep almost saying their name saw and was like oh my fucking god you know we're, so we're out like people are moaning and groaning and shit and like, the the priest walks out and steps up to the microphone and just says and on the seventh day god created punk rock and then we go and then we launch into it yeah, and that was such a beautiful memory for me because it was like such a weird, obscure prank to play on another band. Um, and yeah, those dads, I remember they pushed us out of the, of the the show when we started moshing too hard to the other band, to the their band. band. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, dude, you are not. Your kids are embarrassed. We by tried. You. We tried to do exactly what every band wants, wants their audience to do. Exactly, which and is dance and have fun. Yeah. And these forty, yeah, like you said, forty-five-year-old guys just standing in the front to make sure no one has fun. Yeah, it was yeah, awful. The, 
Yeah, it's, it sounds it makes sense to go with what I know of Dowling to have Fun Police at the at the punk rock show. Fun Police at the punk rock show is a great Dowling summary. Yeah, yeah, but no, that was one of my favorites. PR just because like what a meme to just like show up to a venue with a bunch of things in the backpack. The moment where Jaden started like panicking was so funny, switching into them, walking out there, Henry with the bottom priest costume (laughs) at spirit Halloween or whatever. (laughs) Just like, yeah, just playing a really shitty show and then walking back. And then like all the kids from the band were like, that was fucking hilarious. They appreciated it. So felt good kinship there. Their parents hated us. I would say, I would say maybe we didn't even take it far enough. Like we didn't really, comment on the uniforms we didn't besides the priest outfit at that time we were trying to take the piss out of them a little bit also because there was an incident in which like they had wasn't it that year they had like fired a gay teacher or something like that oh yeah and yeah ryan of war guitarist was like because i didn't know anyone from dowling but he was more involved and so there were a lot of kids from dowling that were upset about it so yeah we were trying to also to sort of pivot in into making fun of them for that reason i think too yeah it was um you know, someone's got to be punk rock, right? Right. That all sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah. PR? Me? Um, similar. So I have a theme of um, kind of on a trail of being both a performer and a uh, observer, both a member of the audience. But I'll start with, since you opened with that one, yeah. it was when the same band played, but we actually sold out the Vaudeville Muse, yeah. which was such a bizarre experience to think, because it's not like we were shit, like, or it, it wasn't like we were the shit. Yeah. It was just a venue, and this is praise toward the Vaudeville Muse, where they were okay with filling it with high school kids, right? Because we just because <laughs> we literally had just put flyers on all the cars in the in the parking lot. Jaden was out there straight up, yeah, just just and and we had three at least three bands yeah. that were all different Valley kids, so it was like you you connect so many different friend groups that it was pretty easy to pull in a few uh, i don't know a couple hundred right. i don't know what the cap is on the music it was a couple hundred kids though yeah and, and you know i'm sure the bartender it was like kind of cringy for them for that many 17 <laughs> year olds to, to keep be. asking for sprites yeah. right right <laughs> but well well because we brought that up to rossi and he was like yo the parents buy drinks right and you know there were pl- enough parents there plenty of parents um there. you know definitely more so. and also to ticket sales and even if, if just a fraction of them were parents buying beer then that's probably a pretty decent night for them but it was that i want to highlight that because it gives even though we weren't like you know picking up steam or anything it gave like these young performers or aspiring performers to have that opportunity to be like damn we sold out this venue even if it didn't mean anything in the long run it just like as a pride thing is like dude we fucking like got 250 300 people to fucking drive downtown to see this and that is something that at least as I'm aware of in many major cities, I don't know if they have venues that are like that. That was also because I wasn't in Ilway at that time, but that was my band, which was called ask shout out Calvin Santesa. We, that was my first show ever oh, yeah? on stage. And I remember being like, dude, people crowd surface show. This is the tight. This is everything right. I've ever wanted. Just like playing guitar and watching people crowd surf up to you. You're like, this is a, like that, and that's no, we never had that many people in the, the dude, news ever. At, yeah, least, yeah. at least a third of them had to have been on acid or something. Like dude, that. I mean, there were a lot of shady, like yeah, festival teenagers that right. kind of rolled around. Yeah. I just can't picture having this as like a teenager. Dude, like that, this explains a lot about just like why the people that I know around here are the way they are performance wise. Because like yeah. having that opportunity as a teenager, yeah, good to <laughs> nice. express yourself in front of a bunch of other people and just. 
be validated by the fact that you're in a technically a professional establishment and what you know what i mean that, technically <laughs> professional i'm just saying it's one thing to be like yo come over to my basement like let's pound some mountain dew and like watch my band play or whatever and then it's another thing to be like no man you show up like five dollars at the door there's an actual show tonight that our band is playing and it's right. on a friday or whatever and high school kids it's like they don't have anywhere to go on a friday it's not like you can go to the bars and stuff so people are just fucking around in west Moines anyway and it's like why not drive downtown right and yeah it was like such a formative experience because uh i do credit those shows as like really sparking my lifelong joy of playing music live and I mean, it's it was just the spirit where it was almost like you kind of make it into what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. The stage yeah. was yours. And thus, we transition to Mr. Fake Fan himself. Yeah. My first one, I'm just going with the very first time I went to Vaudeville Muse. It was when I was in college. I'd never been to Des Moines before, um, but there was a band that two of my friends really liked called Night Riots, um, like an alt rock band. And they were playing at the Vaudeville Muse. So we just like drove up one night um, and saw them and drove back. It was a really, em- it was one of the Muse shows that's like pretty, pretty empty. They were like, you know, those alt rock bands that are like nationally touring, but like also nobody really knows them. But so they play some shows and it's like depending yeah. on how much they play on the radio in that city, it's either going to be empty or full. Yeah. And they just, yeah, nobody knew. So there was maybe like 10, 20 people at most. Dude, we got to um, open up for so many of those bands. So many of those sad bands. It is fun. It's so fun. But you're also like, there's like a 40-year-old manager yelling at us during the sound checks. We're like doing it wrong or whatever. And we're like, I don't know, man. We're, well, I don't know where where we're going with this. And I'm I'm glad you kind of brought that instance up because, I mean, there are so many of those that ha- happened there, right? Like, oh, yeah. Just like any venue of that size, right? Like 20 people there. Yeah, it was, it was a fun show, though. I can't remember if it was actually Halloween or not. Something tells me it wasn't. But they played... There's one thing where they all like pretended to die and like a sheet ghost came on stage and like <laughs> played like ukulele song. So it was like a Halloween bit. They were like a vampire band, not explicitly, but like the the lead singer is like very much like a vampire. Very much a vampire. Yeah, yeah. So like that connects it to Halloween and it's Halloween. So, so I was thinking about that. On the vampire spectrum, are we talking like Nosferatu or Edward Cullen? Um, closer to Edward Cullen, but I not like Edward Cullen. So more of a Taika Waititi and. We'll be More like shadows. David Bowie vampire. Mm. It's David Bowie vampire might not just a real click, life, but like vampire. I think you can picture what yeah. I'm what I'm saying. Yeah. Wow. Wait, and you had driven up from where I I'm blanking. Truman on, State. It's like yeah. two and a half hours south yep. of here. But yeah, we just came up, saw the show. It was great. That's why I first like appreciated the mural. Didn't know any like it's so weird to me thinking back to that because like I mean I obviously didn't know that this is gonna be an important building to me yeah. years in the future. Yeah. Um, and also like knowing that. The person working sound that night is probably somebody I know. The person behind the bar is probably somebody I know. The person working right. bar probably know that. But I don't know who it was. Um, some of the shows like that, I can ask people. And they're like, oh, yeah, I worked that show. But this one was just like, nobody knows Night Riots. It wasn't wasn't quite memorable enough to be lodged in the back of someone's head. Yeah, I don't think come. so. Maybe someday I'll find out it was Jordan or somebody. But I, I don't know. It's hilarious. Well, uh, let me just crack open my tome here. <laughs> We're launching the Pretty Four ASMR channel. Let me tell you about seeing countless Gloom Loon and Christopher the Conquered shows there. And I mean, this memory that I'm specifically thinking of, I can't paint any of the details, but I remember at one of these shows, at some point, the show had ended and Chris pulled everyone into the green room 
and he played a song, the last song on the piano in the green room. And I remember standing on the couch, looking down and looking at like 40 people packed out and like tr- trying to stand, you know, in With the hallway. COVID, that picture, I like, know, oh. I know. All it's of our so instincts sad. are so messed up. It's so yeah. sad. But I, I was just standing on the couch as like people were just like piled on top of each other watching this happen and being like, this is something I'll remember. And here we are today. Another instance of melding it into what he wanted it to be, right? Right. What? A, what? A, you're never gonna do that at Woolies, man, or XBK, right? <laughs> I love XBK. Shout out, Bry guy. Maybe one day it'll be like that, but you know, it's not the same. Period. Right. It doesn't. It doesn't have that. Uh, that thing. I've been to XBK once, and I just remember a thing that it didn't smell bad enough. I know that's <laughs> any part good of it, venue has to have some weird smell to it. XPK smelled like clean and fresh. I was like, playing here would just feel like you were like making it dirty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like like when you get a new car and it's it's like it's cool that it smells nice, but you're also just anxious about every single thing yeah. being perfect and pristine. Yeah, it's like the 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 people are supposed to be better than the the building. Right, you're supposed to elevate the space. Yeah, and XPK yeah. is nice. I like sticky so. floors. Smoky the, walls. The carpet, the sticky carpet, which that's what that's what the muse had. That's, yeah. I like creaky stairs that feel like a, a hazard. PR Chase, I'm glad you brought up um, the classic duo Gloom Balloon and Chris because that is where, or the Gloom part is where my second memory comes in, and this is like the hybrid audience member performer, and it actually involves Adam with the Gloom Balloon show when we played trombone together oh, for yeah. Uh, yeah. drawing the eyes. The, the eyes, eyes of the goddess yeah. of gloom underneath the stars. Da, 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 da. And I, uh, had we played in, in as a group yet at that point, or was that the first I time I had so. met you? They don't like rehearse for Gloom Balloon. You just kind of do right, it. Right, right. Yeah. Because, did we open for that under the solo moniker? That may have been the show where we opened for. I, we only I opened like for why you, once. Yeah. I feel like that's why you had your trombone. Right. Sure, sure. And so, so anyway, that was just an instance of we played our show, and then and also Gloom Balloon is already interactive as a experience. You know, if you want to be like <laughs> kind of pretentious about it, <laughs> experience. Oh, I do want to be kind of pretentious. But <laughs> but you know, standing there and then. I, we didn't even rehearse it at all. He was just like, just make sure it's the, it's in the same key. We're playing the literal recording. Just learn it. And so, and then it's just, and I remember, I'm pretty sure like, cause the video was, was just streaming into each other. And I think the core, like little piano part started at the beginning. I was like, fuck, I forgot that I'm playing this. <laughs> so I run Ran up. Ran back. Yeah, yeah. 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 And Adam's like already up there. And, I, and there, yeah, dude, that was, that was fucking fun being able to like meld those into like, becoming a performer like yeah pat wrote me into that a few times um it kind of felt like he was uh training me or something sometimes because he kept making me do harder and harder things each time i did that the the biggest one was whenever he made me play while running up and down the stairs (laughs) um yeah that was the that's that's the extreme i got to so it could have gotten even crazier if the music's still open because you can't do that in other places right um so we'll never know how crazy it could have gotten and I mean, how many shows are you at where you're just like watching dueling trombones like on the floor, not even on the stage, you know, just sort of. It was good. It was yeah. Good. Yeah. I just like that. Like someone took a video and I was really feeling myself just because there's no <laughs> horn in during the verse. 
and it's just, it's just me in the background just and i'm sure you just like singing the song with <laughs> it's always very like a, whenever you have to like be kind of in focus but also like not doing something it's always hard to know what to do <laughs> right especially with gloom balloon because it's like the audience is pretty interactive but if you're like have a role it's like uh wait what do i do <laughs> yeah you kind of have to step up to the plate and be like oh shit like we got to roll around on the floor mm-hmm. and get stuff going here yeah the adam in the parking lot what about adam in the parking lot Oh, I was just sending it over to you. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> what about it? I'm trying to come up with. I, I don't know if you're like rolling into like a show or something, but because um, my band. But yeah, my second memory is the thing we mentioned earlier, where it was a Hardmark Superstar. Yeah. Halloween show. I don't know if it was actually on Halloween or just near Halloween, but it was like right. very close to Halloween. Is Halloween something or other? And it wasn't just a Harmar show because I'm pretty sure the early show was Ramon and the Sometimes. The first oh, time I'd seen wow. them. Oh, yes, And they it were was. dressed as Seinfeld. Yes. Um, we watched both. Yes. It was a double hitter Muse yeah. show, which rarely happens that you see both of them because it's always an early show and a late show. Right. Oh, this was, we just stayed through both of them. Yeah. Um, and I feel like there were other bands good on the first one, too. I don't Dude, there was know that DJ. Was remember, oh, that, a, remember that DJ guy? He was like, he was like, the party's co- over. The party's <laughs> over, over here. here. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, I don't remember what that kind name, of, yeah. Kind of like, a, I don't want to say wannabe in a negative way, but kind of a wannabe LCD sound system. Yeah, vibe, no, that's almost. exactly how I described it. Yeah. yeah. It was like a dad listened to LCD sound system. was like, I can do that. Yeah. And like, he kind of could. He kind of could. You were like, oh, this is fun. But yeah, he would just repeat stuff into a microphone over these beats. I wish, I wish I knew what his name was. Chase here. Adam did actually go on Spotify or dig through the archives and somehow found the name of the artist we were talking about. It is Selector Dub Narcotic. Selector Dub Narcotic. And the song we were referencing was called The Party's Over, which you can find on Spotify. Back to the show! I remembered because I remember that I was in Cardiff in the UK at a record store and I saw one of his records and I was like... How is this? How is this <laughs> How is person it made it over here yeah. in Cardiff? I mean, not that it was bad or anything. It just like it was one of those things of I thought that was a weird person I saw play at the Vaudeville Muse once, not an international sensation, but I mean, where else would it happen though? <laughs> where else would it happen? Yeah, I've got uh, my final one. It's uh, I, I wanted to go like at least one big mainstream band at the Muse, and this band isn't even like my favorite band. I kind of like them, but it's me without you like super super cool uh i don't know what you would call them maybe like post hardcore or something i don't know they're kind of like they're kind of hard a little bit i remember will swanee our boy swanee ginger kid will swanson uh nomad will and the traveling oakman um he he wanted to go and i was like fuck yeah dude let's go and uh to my surprise as we approached it was like the most packed i had ever seen them it was definitely sold out and yeah it was shoulder to shoulder we were on the second floor i think we were standing on the stairs there was nowhere else to stand and we'd gotten there a little bit late. But the reason I bring it up is it was a fantastic show. Me Without You is an incredible live band. And afterward, uh, a few weeks later, I would find myself uh, working at an event for a startup I was a part of. And there was this uh, PA systems that we had set up and everything. We had some dude, some company come in, do all the live sound for it and everything like that. The event planner, whatever, had hired them. And, uh, yeah, there was a pretty sophisticated rig back there and a guy running sound. And so I was just like super bored. I had done like the graphics for the banners and stuff like that. And I went back there and I was like, yo man, what's up with this board? Tell me about like, you got a lot of buttons over here, you know? And, um, 
he was like, oh, yeah, just so does this, 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 this. And I'm like, cool, cool. And uh, at some point, we had started gotten on the, the subject of like, I, oh, I had said something about like, man, it would be so fun to like learn to run one of these boards, like working at the Muse or something like that. And he's like, dude, I was there just a couple of weeks ago at Me Without You. And I was like, dude, I was also at that show. And he was like, oh, man, I'm there all the time. Actually, I was at like Time Moving Parts, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, I was at all those shows. <laughs> and we had been to all these same shows. So much so that I felt confident enough to be like, I think this guy, I might be able to be friends with him. And I, and what's funny is I don't know if I would have ever had that level of confidence if not for Adam doing the exact same thing to me at a Gloom Balloon show where you just were like, I don't know, man. No one else is here. Like, let's just talk and hang but, out. To add that, we were just both standing awkwardly. We were Before or after, I don't remember which. It was yeah. like, oh, we're both standing awkwardly, so I guess we can talk. Yeah, I definitely, you know, it's just one of those things. So. And also this event is like all these like, you know, 30 to 40 year old insurance people or whatever. And like, this is the only other 20 something year old dude. So that night I went home and I was like, dude, this guy said his name was fucking Brian. I'm going to look him up on Facebook and just friend him. And I friended him on Facebook and uh, we started talking about music and stuff. And it's wild because, you know, three years later that that man, you know, is finishing up the mix for my record today and like going on a trip to Shell Rock tomorrow to fucking mix it at Chandler Limited with Seth. And yeah, we've worked on music almost every day since then, which is crazy to me that like a friendship can start in such a small way. Right. And the muse is something, it's a, it's that secret code language that you can tell like, oh, this this person's chill, you know? Like I know this guy's cool. He he goes to the same stuff I do. He understands yeah, that. It's language. also a catalyst. It kind of speeds everything up for you. Absolutely. Kickstarts you. Yeah. Yeah, and so I, like, Brian is, you know, we started a band together, Face It Tiger. He's played in Chase White's in the Ringwalds, played bass. Uh, he's mixed and engineered everything. We're essentially musical partners in this uh, endeavor of a studio we have here at uh, the Chase House. The Chase House? Chase House Productions. <laughs> Conjuring seven. I thought yes. you were talking about Brian. I was on the edge of my seat here, it's waiting for you. Like, is this Brian or not? It's Brian Garrels. Uh, was yeah. it's I didn't. I didn't know. I was partially responsible for you knowing Brian. I think it was that. I think it was kind of yeah. It was like that. I'll take the credit. That vibe of like you know people can connect if you have something that you can connect with in the middle on. You can uh, you can skip friendship levels like you said and just skip ahead to being like I'm gonna. I I don't know if I've ever. F- just went and friended someone on Facebook after meeting them that innocuously before. Which I want to I want to come back to just like the stench of the muse and how like you know if somebody like can enjoy yes a place that like is that like dingy then like they must be like real about yes. This. Well, I'm glad um, I'm glad you used that word like the catalyst because even if just someone knows what you're talking about, you learn something about them either they're yeah like, exactly because either... it's such like a specific place that you already can connect yeah. Right. I, even if they just go, even if they're just like, yeah, one of my friends played there sometimes, you learn that they're like, oh. You're in the scene. Right. Like they know someone or they're supportive of their friends or, you know, just like if they say that word, you know what's up. Yeah. I feel like most people that you just like run into at bars would just like know at least, oh, I've been to the show The Muse once and like have a very specific detailed memory because it's just like you go there and it's going to be specific. It's not a, yeah, it's just, you, you're going to have a weird time there. And it's just such a, yeah, it's, I mean. You know, knowing you spending so many uh, uh, weird 
nights at the muse and stuff like that and meeting innocuously under those circumstances and then knowing brian and it's just like I do think about it kind of frequently just because, I mean, we have spent thousands of hours working on music together at this point. And it's like, this could have just potentially never happened if not for this shared experience of seeing me without you at the Muse. So that was my third memory. PR? Mine uh, doesn't go that, um, isn't that, I don't, have a sto- I don't have a story <laughs> attached to it, but it is, um, I'm, I'm glad that we kind of had the same arc and how we ordered it i guess but similar uh, it was when i saw Corey wong in early 2019 i'm uh, so sad i missed that one man. just in terms of like uh, we kind of mentioned with adam the importance and how frequent those um those like 10 to 20 person attended shows being there when it was packed shoulder to shoulder uh, that was a different vibe because it was yeah. it was that was rare. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it hit different. For it sure. hits different. You actually like it isn't just that you know because you know you see bands there that you know, but to know that it's like an actual national touring band that had you know three hundred people or whatever the cap is go and the fact that it's dingy, the fact that it's so tight, the you know it's like you're seeing you're seeing Corey Wong in a place in which uh, Corey Wong, of course, uh, guitarist of Wolfpack as well. Like, you will, and I don't mean this in a bad way, PR, but you will likely never see Corey Wong or Wolfpack in a venue of that size or style ever again. Yeah. And that's that's another thing. Like, bringing an outside touring band into the Muse is like bringing uh you know an away ba- an away team into the home stadium or whatever are they gonna say bringing a stray cat into a house <laughs> the opposite right. bringing a a, a a a prim and proper cat into an alleyway yeah yeah that's better yeah i guess in the in the stray cat scenario the stray cat is the muse yeah. and the yeah. and the house is the it, band yeah yeah and cory wong specifically uh actually being one of the few groups including gloom bloom that actually used the projector Oh, um, I to have visuals behind it, you were like, "This is the final form of this venue." <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. having it packed, like you know, because usually, like if it's dead, you can sneak up into the back and like have one of the booths to yourselves. But when it's a night where it's like, "Oh, every seat is taken here," like yep. this is a this is a big deal, and that was that was lit. That was like that was that was something else. Can I? What I thought you were gonna say, a memory that just came back to me is we saw uh, your homie. You're number one. Dude, I'm blanking oh, so hard. Josh Routh. Josh Routh. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to say Brandon Routh. <laughs> the dude that played Superman from Iowa. That was... <laughs> Josh Routh, yeah. That was special, too. This, just this, like, my favorite recording artist um, just playing at the Muse. And Chase was like, let's go. And that was more of, like, the you know, 20 to 30, 30 were, to 40. There were, yeah, there were more yeah. people there. Yeah. Uh, but that was the same thing where it was like, like, damn fam like <laughs> we're here this is someone that i fucking love and uh there's no escape too like he had you know he it's just like there's no secret entrance for artists right away. so it's like he's just hanging out afterwards and he, i remember we yeah. walked by him and you're just like i love you and he was like thank you man and we just <laughs> kept going <laughs> i'm glad you got to see something like that because i didn't have to so i really like julian casablancas from like the strokes mm. but i mainly like his like solo stuff and I found out that he played at People's Court, which is apparently an old venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like a lot of the Muse people were like working sound there, and it's like, wow, if that would have come to the Muse, well, then it would have been sadder because I still would have missed it because I didn't live here at the time. But yeah, just like so many like great people have passed through the Muse and like Muse adjacent. Imagine seeing yeah. Andrew WK at the Muse. <laughs> Pitchfork, uh, turn around. Never mind. I gotta come up with another one. 
Another member. Uh, An- another name for you. Oh. Adam's apple. <laughs> I don't like that one. Okay, we can, uh, let me let me workshop. Redo. Let me workshop. Banjo workshop. Stan Adam. Banjo Banjo Kazooie. Mister Banjo. Okay. Um, Crash Badam Coot. That was bad. That was really I, I, bad. I think they're getting worse, not better. That was getting yeah. Mario Par- Party. At Adam's I just house. remembered that you did. You went as Banjo. Yes. For Halloween last year, like Sexy Banjo. I did do Sexy Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie without a shirt on. Because the, the thought was, I want to do a Banjo-Kazooie shirt, but I was like, he doesn't wear it. I right. want to do a Banjo-Kazooie costume, and I was like, he doesn't wear a shirt. Right. So the only option is Sexy Banjo-Kazooie. Well, at that, um, at that point, is it Sexy Banjo, or is it just Banjo? Is it just accurate? Yeah. Is it movie <laughs> I, accurate? I, <laughs> I don't think that Banjo is... In any way sexy i think that he well, is an speak animal for yourself <laughs> i I'm, i have no shame to you if, if you think differently but um yeah i mean it's really, yeah i got kicked out of up down for that for that shirt on. oh Whoa. that's awesome that's so I, funny. I, I wasn't even thinking about like you can't have shirts off in there some are places. way worse people that should have been kicked out of up down right. so many nights that i've been there so that's and we just stopped in for pizza we weren't like hanging out there Lame. and they were like yeah you gotta put your shirt on their pizza leave. is weirdly good right I think it's only good if you're drunk. I've only had it oh. drunk. Oh, I love doughy crust, so yeah. I'm all about it. I feel like I've had it sober, and I remember being like, "This is too good for up down." <laughs> you know? Maybe it is good then. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty cheap too. Yeah. Now, big, big tomato. What's the one on Ingersoll? Big tomato. I've never had big tomato. That's no, a spot that's only good if you're drunk. I mean, it's like. Do they do buy the slice there? Yeah. yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. That's lit. But it's like a little. Yeah, it's a little scary, spooky little room. A lot, of, <laughs> a lot of people like almost throwing up, and you're like, "Oh god!" But I hate that anxious, drunk energy of like you're in like fongs and like someone's getting kicked out, and you're like, "Okay." Because the security people are trying to be scary, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, Bef- "What do you?" <sighs> Before we move on to Adam's final memory, I need to ask a, a, I need to ask a, I guess an intimate question regarding the muse. Did either of you boys ever have to poop at the Muse? <laughs> no way. No way. I thought you were going to say vomit and poops the No more way. You go to Jabba no. Joe's for that. That's where you do? Yeah. Do oh, I s- you go to Royal Mile. That's what I was told. That's more. That's a better call. Because but- they, have, they have a relationship. The staff of the two places oh, have relationships, yes. so like, they understand. See, the mile, I would have felt worse just thinking about, like, oh, this is a real restaurant. I should actually like buy beer here or something. Right. Whereas Java Joe's, I'm like, dude, I patron this place all the time, and I don't. You guys also have a almost as shitty a bathroom as the muse it just at least has a door you know yeah 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 man when you got the pre-show rumbly tumbly the r- <laughs> walking into people that are on the toilet there Dude, like, just drunk as fuck <laughs> let's go fam they don't even care <laughs> i feel like if you're at the point where you're going to um have we said that there's no stall have I explained that? that's why yeah, it's weird? Yeah, we should add right. some context. Yeah. yeah, it's not just like pooping in there is weird. It's that there's no stall around yeah. the, in the men's bathroom around the around the toilet that you sit down on. See, I feel like at the point, if you've already like sat down on that toilet, probably at that point, everybody walking <laughs> in is just like, the hard part is over once you like assume the position. <laughs> I, I imagine. <laughs> it's ripping the band. There are off. multiple factors too, because it's also a straight shot from the ramp. That you walk up. I hadn't up. considered that. Right. When you and you, so that door opens, you're like, "Hey, the whole venue." That means right. like the sound person can see you. <laughs> yeah, it's not like obvious if they're like, "Jesus Christ." Obvious. Well, first of all, the women's restroom has stalls with actual walls, and yeah. it's tucked the in the lift back. Is the and, same way. Yeah, and so for the for whatever reason, they were just like, you know, 
guys, <laughs> they're not discerning enough. You know? Right. But I was, and alas, I kept my activities there to the non. Wait, you did? Oh, no, you did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I that, thought you were revealing that you had, and I was like, oh. <laughs> Risky. I think I did once. I think someone watched the door. Mm, well, like way before a show or something. Yeah. I could totally see us rolling up a couple hours or an hour and a half early yeah. and just being like, yeah, I'll just fucking watch the door. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, my... a, what a great, what, what a great fucking topic to cue <laughs> like anyway so uh now that we're done talking about that Adam, but adam's apple has a gah. all right let me think of you one need more. To, next time we come up with like a list of, of names beforehand because i don't by I the don't way, like adam's apple, i don't like the crash bandicoot one, one. time one time we came up with a band name can i pull that out i've remembered it ever since what is it are if we if adam and i were in like sort of an experimental gloom balloon-esque band which you will be <laughs> yeah sure man thank you uh, it would be called Ghost in the Kitchen. Do you have oh. any recollection of this? I don't know why, I but know, I remember... Because there was yeah. a ghost in my kitchen. Oh, that's probably why. <laughs> that makes sense. I don't remember this being a band name, but I, I know there was a ghost in my kitchen. Just super binary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there was a ghost <laughs> in the kitchen. <laughs> my new apartment that I moved... Well, it's not, but it was new to me at the time right. that we had this conversation. Mm. Um in the middle of the night, I would hear stuff in my kitchen. It's a studio, but like kind of like a C shape. So from my bed, I can't like, see the refrigerator. Right. And the refrigerator would make weird noises. And I was like, oh, it's the ice maker. My refrigerator doesn't have an ice maker. So <sighs> it was disconcerting. Yeah. Uh, it was just a fridge doing fridge stuff. But it's kind of a ghost in the kitchen. So Excellent. that's how I'll transition. Ghost in the kitchen uh, <laughs> member A. Yeah. My final... Uh, Muse Memory is the one that was like the objectively best show I had seen there. Um, Acid Mother's Temple with, I can't remember the full name, Sonic Titan uh, opened. And it was just one of those shows. And they have a gratitude played too, which is like a local band. It was the, so the local band started. They were good, of course. They're always good. The opener, the, like the touring opener played. And it was like, this is like mind blowing good. Yeah. The, the touring band, um, Acid Mother's Temple was so good that by the end me and friends were crying when Whoa. it stopped did you do acid <laughs> no. no i did not do acid for acid mother's temple acid no. mother's temple what we kind of just, band we is were it? just crying <sighs> i'm bad at like genres of music it, I, it, they aren't a jam band but it's like mm, something <sighs> wall of sound e imagine like uh like progress it, it, it was very much not a kind of music i would like normally pick mm. but they were so technically good and they're so passionate and i don't mean like this is gonna be so normally just like but it's like i don't know how to describe it because of that yeah. but yeah i remember that there's one like riff they kept coming back to so, like every five minutes they just like go back to this thing and then go in a bit and then go back to this certain riff and i can mm. like hear it in my head and like picture watching them play that riff just because like it was so like visceral impactful and visceral yeah yeah that was just the best show that i'd ever seen at the muse and will always stick and always be amazing and also um i think you know ava Mm-hmm. Ava Lewin, Pizza Babe, um, later, I think last fall, um, was traveling through Europe and just walked by somewhere, I think in Berlin, and just ran into this band, Acid Mother's Temple, no way. just in Berlin, yeah. and was like, oh, hey, and they're like, we're playing a show tonight, and she's like, oh, I guess I'm going to go see this band that played the Muse across the world on yeah. accident. Yeah, which just like, it feels very magical. The Muse always Damn. feels very magical. Yeah, I mean... It's a place that, like, also, it's like any range of artists, you know, like coming in. 
like we said before, you have to fit into the muse, you know. Yeah, formula. but it's, it also for them felt like this is a band that probably like would not play Woolies or anything. They're playing mm-hmm. the muse because it is like a. I don't it's know if this size, is true. But that's right. how it felt. Is not 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 because that was like a big deal. It was like a big deal that they played the muse. Oh. Um, but like because Amadeo had the connections, at least uh, I think that's why. Okay. Like we were able to swing it, because um, they were one that, yeah, got like special considerations from the muse. But yeah, I think. It just it, those are the kind of shows beyond like the cool local shows for kids because that's great yeah um, and that's the main thing that I think is the best about it but like there's also a lot of really notable groups that came through the Muse that are now going to like not have a place to stop here Tiny Moving Parts is like m- my primo example just seeing them there and like oh my god I think I saw them there maybe twice boy they still got the M shop they still have the M Shop, of course. That's like they're the M Shop house band. Them and Bad Bad Hats just play yeah. the M Shop like every bad, bad month. Hats. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw Bad Bad Hats at the Muse. I I only, I only saw, saw them either. when they played Street in Heat. the Street Heat. Yep, we were there. That was a day. That was the first time I ever saw them. That same, I've only seen them. That I was time, convert. Yeah. Oh, dude, I've seen them like like maybe eight times. Like I've seen Bad Bad Hats almost more than any other band I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know why, because they just play around a lot, and I love yeah. them so much. Right. Yeah, I'm gonna go to the park by the Capitol uh, for the uh, Station One Summer in the they're, City. They're down to show. hang. They're down, they're to, down hang. to hang. They're down to hang. They're down to hang. Down to hang. And uh, here at Pretty Fort, we're also down to hang. So thank you for joining us for episode 61 of Pretty Fort Weekly. You can head on over to our website, prettyfort.com, to check out our written coverage of the Des Moines and Iowa music scene, including. A eulogy for the muse. Our tribute to the Bobville muse, written by Parker Reed. Photographs and videos by Josh Peatfish. And of course, great visual what setup I by. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was like, you put it. To, I mean, I mean, you're gonna downplay it, but it really, you know, I, I, I don't know the web design. Perhaps uh, <laughs> once again, not a computer guy. So. I'm, very, I'm very proud of it. I am very proud of it. Um, yeah, and you can follow us on Twitter at Pretty Fort. You can follow us on Instagram at Pretty Fort DM to see all our photos of the festivals that didn't happen this summer if you're feeling sad we do have the archived hinterland in 8035 from 2019 if you want to relive <laughs> clips from a good majority of the groups that played there yeah and pr where can they find you on twitter at reed comma parker and adam i know my twitter is like not public. okay that's fine. That's, fine. Um, that's fine but i've been working with uh group people's town hall people's town hall on twitter doing some like organizing around Des Moines and also have Adam on the net. I think that's that. Hopefully Adam on the net, which is where I do like techie stuff. Oh yeah. Sporadically. (laughs) PF is here for uh, the social change and the techie sporadic stuff as well, which, you know, if this, this is probably going to come out after election day, Jesus Christ, man. But if not go vote for Joe Biden, (laughs) <laughs> there's, no, there's no other option. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna play the game where I'm like, go vote for whoever you believe. I don't. Anyway, okay, I'll stop doing that. You can follow me on Twitter at banjo hater four twenty. <laughs> it's white of five one five. And uh, PR, should we hit him with the stinger? Yeah, Adam, should we hit him with the stinger? Go for it. Hit him with the stinger. We're going to say keep on spinning. Do you want to say it with us? But stunted. Oh. But stunted. Like one, one, two, three. Keep on spinning. Like that. Ready? One, two, three. Keep Keep on on spinning. spinning.